0: Hey, everyone, it's Tom Craddell. And on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term Show, I have Ruben Furtado and Mike DeZormo on the show. And, you know, these are good friends of mine. We had a good talk on, on uh, this podcast and we cover, uh, you know, a whole bunch of subjects. Definitely a casual conversation. We do talk real estate. Ruben um, explores the luxury home uh, real estate market and his thinking on some of the strategies for properties at the higher end price point in today's uh, market in Ontario specifically. And um, when we chat with Mike and he, and he starts talking about real estate. We do get into kind of student rental investing and some uh, real estate investors he's worked with and real estate investing in general. Mike covers a whole bunch of um, income uh, producing properties with all different strategies as second suites and student rentals, um, rent-to-own strategy, straight rentals, kind of like he runs the gamut with everything um, he does here at Rockstar. So both very knowledgeable guys, and we definitely talk about Rockstar, but then at some point we start talking about um, The Falcone, and I'll just leave it at that so that you can hear it in real time, but we had a good laugh over that, and and Mike shares some of his backstory. And um, You know, many of you listening to this will not know Mike DeZormo. Absolutely great guy. Um, Like family to us, so is Ruben. Um, And when you hear Mike's story, you'll just kind of uh, maybe, you know, just. I, I think there'll be a lot of lessons in it. Let's just leave it at that. So, Mike, shares some of his backstory. Um, we end up talking about principles and living life in integrity and how you use principles. So, all around, we cover a lot of different, uh, a lot of different bases in this talk. Hopefully, you enjoy it. I really enjoy doing these kinds of talks where we just kind of sit down and explore the conversation and see where it takes us. Um, so, with uh, with that, just before we get the the show started, if you are looking for any real estate specific information, um, we're releasing this in the middle of the summer. Nick and I don't have any more classes coming on. If you don't know us until right at the end, kind of towards the end of August at this point, if you want to come out and uh, talk to us and learn about the real estate uh, investing strategies that we're using, you can register for the next free introductory class that I teach. And Nick is here at that class as well um, here in the Rockstar offices at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So if you go to CanadianRealEstateTraining.com, you can register for the next introductory class. It's the one free class that we give here at Rockstar where we introduce ourselves. Um, talk about some of the strategies that we've used over the years with the goal of creating a life of our terms for all of us. I mean, that's the purpose of of what we're doing here at Rockstar and we really are serious about it. So if you want to come out and uh, pick up some real estate information, have a chat after the class with myself or Nick, you can register for that class at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. Jenny from our office will uh, email and call you and confirm your registration and we'll go from there. And with that, we're live. So, Ruben, this—the uh, microphone moves back and forth. So, you can pull the microphone right to your mouth. Got there it. you go. Perfect. Well, it's very nope. soft. You're good. Closer. There, that's better. Ah, Try again. Move it up. You can move it up like this. <laughs> Don't kiss the microphone. <laughs> Holy smokes! Okay, so this—this um, this podcast was Ruben's idea. So, uh, but Ruben was just telling us that he watched—you watched the UFC fight, and uh, what, what's his name? Francis N- N-
2: Nagano? He didn't do too well. No, not at all. Uh, I don't think anybody was expecting that. I th- he lost his last fight against, what was his name?
1: A Croatian guy? Miocic?
2: Oh, That's yeah. It. Stipe Miocic. Yeah. yeah. Miocic. And uh, he was on a tear up to that point. But after that last fight, they, I think they said it was a record in terms of the least amount of um, shots thrown and landed. So it was a really disappointing fight. So I think it psychologically got in his head really bad. Do you consider
0: yourself a UFC expert? No, no. Oh,
2: okay. I just, you're talking about that pretty seriously. I just regurgitate a lot of the stuff I hear. So
0: let's, let's get this straight. Before we get into any real estate information or whatever, do you have a morning routine right now that you're using? Do you have like a set? Because like, my morning routines will change. I'll have one, pretty disciplined about it, then I'll go off it. Do you have one that you're using
2: right now? I do. It's not one that I'm proud of, though. Okay, no, can you share it? Sure. Or do you sure. want to share the proud one? Well, uh, either one. Okay. So, uh, Is so this the
0: unproud one or is this the proud one? <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Okay, so, yeah, uh, this will be, be the unproud yeah, one, right? Yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, wake up, first thing, coffee. Okay. Espresso? Uh, yeah, so uh, ground the beans. What kind of beans? Whatever's on special.
0: Really? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, no, you shouldn't really buy the stuff on special. On special from where? Just the grocery store? Winner's doesn't matter oh, <laughs> oh no really oh. no can I tell you why you shouldn't do that I from my understanding and I don't know if this is mm-hmm. an absolute fact so if, if you listen to this you can double check it mm-hmm. my understanding the North American standards for all kind of all sorts of food products including coffee are much lower than other places of the world so for example in Europe they have much higher mm-hmm. uh, coffee standards meaning the parts per million or whatever of mold in a big batch of coffee it's if it's at a th- certain threshold they won't allow it into Europe and they won't sell it but in North America the thresholds lower. So, if the batch of big batch container ship or whatever it comes in of coffee has, uh, you know, whatever parts per million of mold in it, they'll accept it here. Um, we have lower standards. And then, you know, then you're buying it on top of. So, on top of that, we get crappier coffee here. And on top of that, you're buying the sale stuff from winners. Still working. Gets me going. Really,
1: eh? <laughs> uh, and then but you'll feel a difference though if you're using a good Probably. Great coffee. And then the lighter the bean, the better the, the bean is for you. Yeah. The so darker. I, mean, I was
2: on the bulletproof coffee for yeah. a long time.
1: Yeah. Well, c- were you using the bulletproof yeah, beans? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, right. I was Those using the bulletproof beans.
2: beans. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I just if I really think about it, maybe I would feel a difference. Um, but after taking it, I'm not thinking of how my body's feeling. So I psychologically I just don't get it. Right. So and again, the stuff that I'm buying that might be on special, it might be coming from out of North America. I don't look at it. Right? And again, I don't buy it all the time. It sounds like you just dump anything into your coffee
0: machine. <laughs> I dump anything. Oh, okay. into, the, <laughs> okay. <laughs> into this OK, so any old beans go into the espresso. Machine yeah. And you have an espresso, one espresso or two espressos. I normally have two. OK. And all then right. what's next in the morning routine? Uh, what
2: time is this happening about? I'm normally up around six. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd love to get up earlier. Uh, but, and then after that, I'm. this is what I'm... What time are you going to bed? I go to bed pretty early. Like uh, roughly? 11, 1130, okay. The, okay. the latest. And then, uh, yeah, bad habit. Turn on the TV. I'll put on like breakfast television just to catch some of the news, figure out what's going on while I'm having my coffee. Um, then I'm getting caught up on some email, emails, putting my to-do list based on those emails. And uh, the best part of it is that now I've started a, a, on, on a routine, going to the gym and actually going with my youngest son. So we both get to go to the gym cool, together. So Dante's going with you. Yeah. So Dante going with me, which is great because we get to spend some quality time on the drive there. We're talking and how old is Dante? He's now? 18. So, you know, how many fathers can say that they spend a good two, three hours every single morning with their 18 year old. That's cool. Right. So that, that part I'm proud of. But prior to that, you know, I had I had a, a really good routine going where I'd like wake up. I'd have only like one coffee. It was bulletproof. Wait, truth. that's your
0: whole mor- – so we're over on the morning routine? Yeah,
2: but well, – You go to the gym. Like- go to the gym, and okay. after from the gym, I come back home, and I'm literally starting my day. Yeah, okay. Right? Okay. But prior to that, yeah, I was, I was on the right track. I was kind of, you know, meditating, setting goals, and reviewing my goals every single morning, then going to the gym on my own sometimes on the way at the gym i'd be like listening to certain podcasts or anything like that that i thought would be educational but now because i'm spending the time with him it's really more of a social thing between me and I him i think that's a good trade off it is it is a good trade off but i still think i got to go back in that first good 45 minutes hour before i hit the gym that's where i'm i got to you know pick up on the good habits and drop the bad habits You know, uh, you mentioned podcasts,
0: you know, you were on the podcast and the title of that podcast, um, you were one of the first episodes. It was like how to flip homes in Canada for fun and profit Mm -hmm. with Austin, your other, your Mm -hmm. older son and yourself. And then Mike was on right before you or right after, right around the same time. And the name of the podcast was how to invest in student rental properties. Uh, uh, to create cash flow machines. Both have been like two of the most popular podcasts. I just pulled up the the stats. Stats. So one of you has a total of uh, all time plays, looks like here, just what you're separated by 10. And so it's got really close. I don't care what it's by but (laughs) who is ahead? (laughs) So uh the student rental one is ahead. Yeah, it's, it's so Mike has now passed you. So everyone listening, they, those have been two of the more <laughs> yeah. popular podcasts and Ruben's podcast on how to flip homes. So hold
2: on. So if whoever's listening who hasn't listened to the Flipping Home podcast, go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I could at least own that again, right? So
0: Are you uh, are you working with anyone flipping homes right now? Uh yeah, a number of people. Yeah, so people are <laughs> still flipping homes and what I, I, I say still just mm-hmm. because you know the market's changed a little bit um, Uh, It's been harder to qualify. There's been a ton of changes. So price points on uh, like people flipping homes that you're working with. Are you now like in the higher market of flipping homes or all
2: over the map? I wouldn't say all over the map. Definitely in the higher market. Um, We try to avoid any flips that are kind of lower priced because the margins are going to be a lot lower. And um, I have talked about it. What's lower priced? It wouldn't touch a flip if it's anything that's going to be where the gross profit is going to be less than like $250,000. Okay. So for that to happen, generally the resale price, like when the house is completed and done, is going to be no less than $1.6 Right. Okay. So that being said, um, yeah, there's a lot of flips that are happening. The stuff that we, the majority of the stuff is going to be over $2 million, right? Because there's some good margins there, but that market's really softened right now. So um, we're looking now just to actually invest in like buying land and getting ready for the next opportunity and then start building. And so is that how you teach people to
0: get through like a little lull in prices? Because right now at the 1.5 to 2.5 or 1.5 above, Mm -hmm. there's definitely been a softening Mm -hmm. in demand in that category. How do you advise people to survive
2: through something like that? Because if you're flipping, you have no income while you're flipping. Yeah. So when you have that much margin to play with, right, if somebody's feeling the pinch and they want to basically liquidate the property they, i mean they can do a, dr- a drastic reduction drop it by a hundred thousand and they'll move just get rid of it get okay. rid of it right cover your costs. Yeah. be done with it yeah but when we were doing when we were doing a, a lot like a, a lot of different flips that are at a lower price point we would generally look at it and it had to like match this like four tier um evaluation that we would go through so one being that we were never adding square footage to a property because that wouldn't, like I said, that's going to, just a to completely different topic. It's a completely different topic, and I don't want to... No, 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 no but it's interesting. Know. So never add square footage. What are the other three? Yeah, so if at? you were doing a reno, uh, it didn't make sense if you're literally just flipping a property where you had to do any... T- if you already had to do improvements like in the kitchens and washrooms and floorings and windows, as soon as you had to do that addition now to get extra square footage, it actually would almost be at the same cost. It would be to build a brand new house. And now here you are having this massive renovation competing with somebody who had a brand new house. So um, normally, when I found anybody doing that, they were actually losing money uh, or didn't make anywhere near what they thought they would. And the time and effort was the same. Um, then, so, so when we're looking at a flip, we want that footprint. The next thing that we were looking at is just in case they decide that they are going to hold off from doing a flip, we want to make sure that that property could almost sustain itself. That if they had to and they wanted to rent it, it's in a condition that they can rent and they can actually turn around and pretty much pay for the carrying costs. Okay. Not all of it, just still be cash flow negative. Um but the majority much, of it just making it easy to carry. Just making it okay. easy to carry. And then the other one was that again, if they wanted to, just based on the land, in that area there was enough new development that people were tearing down homes that if they then they would buy that property just literally for the land so that they had that demand. So that was kind of their three exit strategy. Um so those were the things that we would look for on a flip. Again, but now when we start looking at the stuff that's at around like the 2 million, 2.5 million, a lot of these houses, it's just when we're buying, it's just land value. So they don't meet those, uh, all those criteria, right? Because they're thinking of tearing it down. It's not like a reno. Right? Yeah, got it.
0: Okay. Okay, that's interesting. And then, uh, you know, what we have never discussed Mike's here. How did you get, did you ever share the story how you met Mike?
2: I have. Uh, not on, yeah. not on. Yeah, can you share that? Yeah.
0: Because
1: you guys are childhood buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But before we get in, into that, I'm still caught on the bad coffee. When I hear somebody's morning routine, somebody yeah. being asked, I look to be inspired. Yeah. I feel we need to do an intervention here. We we get the, hi, here's our morning routine. We get the worst coffee we yeah. can find, on sale no less. So, and yeah. then we
0: dump it in our espresso machine. Yeah. Do you yeah. clean your espresso machine regularly? Oh. Oh, God. Ooh. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> so that voice coming in is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> the voice you just heard that said "Oh God, that was you, right, Alex?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, so Alex is he uh, is on the show here with us as well. And uh, you you know about cleaning the espresso machines?
2: Yeah, I used to do it for my
0: parents. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, he he can't. Well, believe it, so it it comes he up. Had a, he has not spoken on this podcast. I don't think maybe ever <laughs> one other
2: time. But that got him to speak. So my espresso machine it tells you it uh, maintenance is required. It needs to be cleaned. Okay, you and just reset you it. No, I just run water through it. It's like as if I'm cleaning it, but I'm not yeah. using that calcium the remover, d descaler, or or whatever yeah. it is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, still kicking.
1: Yeah, wow. I'm still kicking. Okay. by the way,
2: so I. First you do time, get a lot done. The so. first proof coffee I ever had, Mike gave it to me. He's like, How did that make you feel? I'm like, I
1: didn't. And I told yeah, you, you had I had no I effect. It didn't, on I didn't have an effect on me. Because yeah. Mike almost went to the hospital yeah. on his first yeah. one. Yeah. so. My heart was just palpating. <laughs> all day yeah. I think it was 11 or 12 so hours
0: I, I got to disagree with you I think good quality coffee I'm is sure the
2: way it is go. 100% I'm not,
1: and I'm not I have debating. a hand
0: grinder right here on the desk yeah. that hand grinder I'm bringing it to
2: Croatia so I can yeah. hand grind yeah. my beans that I uh, that I'm buying I, again because I'm I said I'm buying stuff that's unspecial doesn't mean it's good I don't know what I'm buying right because it's again I'm not buying I most of the still time I'm
0: confused someone who does these big flips on properties yeah. and deals and you just won't spend the money for some good coffee you don't taste the difference
1: I, I guess because I don't know any better Coffee yeah. is coffee my my wow. two best investments health-wise were uh, Vitamix and a, uh, an espresso machine. Uh-huh. With the Vitamix, uh, I use that first thing in the morning. So I get absolutely no mouth pleasure from breakfast. Because uh, I can't eat. B- my food intolerances <laughs> <That> consist <laughs> of, like, the mind. whites. Yeah, I just, there's nothing to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My food intolerance, puking in you know, the I can't and eat drinking. eggs, <laughs> I can't eat potatoes. So what goes in your smoothie? Oh, so... This I got actually from the gym we go to Radix and okay. it's, uh, I'll give uh, credit where credit's due. This is Dan shake. It's uh, throw kale in there, blueberries, uh, ginger, turmeric, uh, apple or pear, blend that up, put a bit of water in that first, sorry, blend that up, drink it. I have one ready for Sarah. That's a supercharge and then brew a very good cup of coffee. With why do you think you associated p- yeah.
0: coffee, which I do too, but I don't hear mm. it often with health. Correct. Why, why did you say that? You just think good coffee is good for you. All for the sure. antioxidants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. Studies are sh- coming around where even I think California has to lift that ban soon in, in regards to their having, they had that. Uh, claw, uh, yeah. They that have to statement. say that it could cause cancer. Yeah, I think that's being lifted. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, so what I, can I, I, cause cancer? Coffee. Oh. In California, in the there's
0: some bi- law that was passed that said you basically have to. Label the coffee cups that if you drink coffee you could possibly get cancer But I, I think those clinical studies they have on that subject mean it would mean you have to drink you like guess. an 18-wheeler of coffee yeah, every yeah, day. yeah, exactly. Cancer. Yeah,
1: the consumption but was ridiculous. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, I associate it with uh, health as well yeah. These coffee beans I have now I got Ben Greenfield's latest coffee beans mm-hmm. I forget what they're called, they're at home I'm bringing them to Croatia with me, I'm going to hand grind them I'll report back about them, I'm so excited for this I
1: got the Rwanda reserve blend from. You got to find those reserve Starbucks stores though I love that coffee Oh my
0: god, they're out of it now they're Oh, Zaggy I just got month. the last
1: three bags then Oh, recently. you bought bags of it from Starbucks? Three of them, yeah
0: Oh yeah. my God. That's where, you, listen, if you go to a Starbucks that has the black reserve logo on mm-hmm. the front, I never went to Starbucks for years. I just mm-hmm. started going like three months ago because I discovered those reserve blends they have. If you find a Starbucks that has the black logo that says reserve and like a Starbucks with a star around mm-hmm. it, they will have this machine in the Starbucks called a clover machine. Mm-hmm. And it's like a reverse French press. And if you put these specialty coffees, like a Rwanda bean, through the Clover machine, and I don't even like—I used to always just drink espresso or bulletproof coffee, but just a straight black coffee through this, oh my God, it's ma- no, no. R- I know you're laughing. I, it's not, it's going to be no match for your winners bean, but you got to try this. I just believe us. Okay, okay. You know what? I will. T- they're out of the Rwanda bean soon. They're switching over. It's Hawaii and yeah, something else sunny. next. yep But uh, anyway. Yeah, we can teach you some stuff. So your morning, complete your morning routine. You wake up. It actually
1: starts at night. This is Mike Desormo speaking now uh, in case you're not aware. So in order for my morning to go good, I have to complete the night well, which is I'm still paper-based in regards to my schedule. Like I still have to write everything down. That's just the way my brain works. When I open my planner, I see my entire week, my entire month, my entire year if need be. So I'm programming into that calendar what's set up moving forward for the week or the month. Um, as long as that's in at night, I feel I can get a decent night's sleep because I know what I'm waking up to and what I'm scheduled to uh, what I'm scheduled for the next day, the next week. So long as that's done, my morning's good, wake up. I have two human alarm clocks. First one goes off at six. That's our youngest son, Nathan, who's two months old. Sarah's fantastic. She'll usually take care of Nathan and then once Uri is up uh, in and around seven, that's when I'm getting up with him. I'll blend that drink that I was mentioning, uh, Dan Shake then uh, after and i'm making your eyes breakfast while i'm doing that and then i'll i'll have the coffee and then espresso then espresso yeah okay. yeah and then
0: you're For having sure. another coffee this rwanda bean starbucks reserve
1: no that is the coffee that i have in the morning oh you're using yeah.
0: the rwanda beans in your espresso machine Correct. yes yes and you can notice a difference there 100% so really? even, it's
1: funny because sarah said he, the other day you got the good beans. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I oh. I went to a Starbucks and so you If right. you want a good coffee, go to the yeah. Zormo household. <laughs> this, skip yeah. the I, household. I can't remember what I grabbed last, but uh she could tell the difference in the bean. It's such a good bean.
0: It's a great bean. Yeah. The Rwanda one. I tried the one from Peru, not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. I skipped the whole Peru Gotcha. Bean. But anyway, um okay. So then Mike, your What time did you say you go to bed roughly?
1: I, I wish I could do this better. It's all I, over I the place, I think ideally right? the right time would be like 10, 10.30 for me. Yeah, okay. like just last night it I it was one yeah, okay. sometimes. Okay. Yeah, but I, I try to go closer to 11 if possible, but okay. it's, it doesn't always work out that way.
0: So before we get to how you guys, because I just want to hear the story. Um, uh, stu- we 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 brought up student rental property so we might as well talk about it where mm-hmm. are you seeing the most student rental property action right now western brock mm-hmm. mcmaster mohawk college yeah we're not doing too much at york because mm-hmm. of prices u of t obviously because of toronto prices
1: yeah um is West, it one of those areas yeah, western's still incredibly strong for us because well, uh, yeah. price points have moved so why do you think
0: why is it price strong? you it could still up? make them cash flow but
1: across southern ontario also the uh rent is the highest per room
0: What what is it per
1: room at western well we're all the way up to 725 now what for some what does that include
0: wi-fi and
1: utilities so that'll be utilities in okay. and that'll be th- they'll have their own bathroom but i mean utilities foot.
0: including wi-fi uh, internet
1: correct yes um, uh you know what no that's the okay. only utility the basic tenants would utilities be paying for. yeah okay yeah yeah the town the tenants will be uh, splitting up the wi-fi okay um, Seven
0: twenty-five a room, and yeah. then you're getting
1: what? Five-bedroom student rentals? Because what's the yeah, cap there? The cap there, unless it was grandfathered in, is is five bedrooms. Five, so five, bedrooms. five bedrooms, five and a half baths.
0: Are you still doing any of those properties that was like set up as five and five, where it was like five? No,
1: a- because the uh, city stopped that. So this there was a density issue. So what the city said is okay. Any more? Any new duplexes being built moving forward? So this forward. is the city of London, Ontario. City of London, yeah, near the campus cannot have five bedrooms per floor. They have to have three bedrooms. And for the builders to build okay. those and make a profit, it didn't make sense, so they stopped.
0: Okay, so they're all five bedrooms now. Correct. And then some of the investors you're working with are obviously from Toronto. They're yeah. using property management to manage yep. these things. Toronto, Barrie. Okay, um, 12-month leases still being signed? Always, yep, 12-month leases. Are you doing no anything? Issues. I feel like I'm grilling yeah. you right now. Yeah, no, nope, you doing? A, are. Am I? Yeah. You're, are you doing anything at Brock or McMaster or Mohawk yeah. or any other schools yeah. that I'm missing? So, Brock, Laurier, like yeah. we didn't talk about Brantford at all. Yeah.
1: So yeah, Brock and uh, McMaster for sure, not as aggressive as uh London just because of the price points. We're getting a bigger house for less money and higher rent in London. That's okay. how it's working out okay. right now. So it makes so sense. All to those go factors to, make yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. The demand there is ridiculous too. Subsidies from the government. Why, to what the, do you
0: mean the demand's ridiculous? So you just put up the the for rent sign and you're filling all the rooms?
1: We're even so these properties that we're buying that we're turning into five bedrooms, five and a half baths, they're they were existing three bedrooms. One bathroom homes, that we have builders going in and building these five beds, five yeah. baths They're getting leased before the property's even finished. Got it. So the students aren't even They're seeing the finding the, finished the product. Product. property. Who, who's that? The Sorry. students. Yes, yeah, through prop, there's okay. three major property management companies there. They're well, just Western's hey,
0: got to be like thirty-six thousand students or something. It's big, like
1: that. and it continues to grow. Every time we go out there, there's a new crane up, building a new faculty building. Okay, yeah, and okay. we have you know we have a cap. For um, domestic students, there's no cap on international students. So, for their tuition, got it. Um, so, they just have international students. And international students, students well, if they're coming they here paying money.
0: those fees, they have p- money yeah. to pay. I remember yeah. collecting rent checks off international students. It was always trust accounts mm-hmm. that were paying these things yeah. out. Um, okay. So, then a property that you're buying, a uh, 20% down, roughly what price point? Just ballpark it yeah, for 600. me. 600. 600, 20% down. Will cash flow then still? 700. $700 a month? A month? Yep. Yep. So it's yeah, it's actually okay. 700 plus, but okay. yes. And you can yep. still find supply when Absolutely. your top secret Mike Desormo ways? Well,
1: yeah, we have builders that these properties will not hit the general MLS. They will not go yeah. out to the public. Out of all the realtors in Southern Ontario, it comes to our brokerage first. So, we have first dibs for mm. our investors on those properties. It's funny, we
0: never really talk about that kind of stuff, but we should be proud about that. Yes, yes that that's does happen. a great connection. You want a to have. good property? It's, that's we one come of the come hardest. Rockstar. Things. Things. Yeah, to do how it works. <laughs> 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 but so, you know, it's funny because Aiden, my son, sitting in here watching a, this compelling podcast go down, and, and Alex is here. And we were just talking earlier with Alex and Aiden, and I was just saying, actually, the study's right here on my desk, but. Uh, um, the study, we put this data together, but we were just talking at how most people are, when I went to university, I always had the mindset of go to university, get a good job and you'll be financially set mm-hmm. where we, we started crunching the data on, is it smarter to go to university, spend, spend, the tuition and get a good job or instead of going to university altogether, and we're not encouraging this by the way, we just want to know the data altogether, take the tuition money and buy our rental property. So in this example, buy a student rental property at Western and then just sit on that property. Who's more financially ahead, you know, at, at the 20 and 30 year mark. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that one property, if you were to take that money and yeah. put it towards a property, the, the, the person who bought that property is further ahead financially than the person who got the degree. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about, um, you know the communication skills that you pick up, the research skills, the written skills that you have, the oral skills, the social skills, those are all super valuable things. But just from a financial perspective, what I've been trying to tell everyone who will listen that's in university right now is forget about university as an idea to go and get a good job. The idea is go to university, get a good job only to save the money to buy a good hard asset like an income property. Like forget this Mm -hmm. mindset of building this career You know, and, and yeah, follow your passion and do what you want, but financially, get the job, save the money, and buy a hard asset while you're in your 20s, you'll be set.
1: I remember yeah. for one of our investors, I was showing a McMaster student rental in, uh, in, in Westdale, and uh, one of the houses that we went into, the student there himself, who was renting that house, owned three student rentals himself. Smart. In and around McMaster. How
0: old was he, you yeah. think? 20, so early, early It 20s. was his last
1: year of university, so early 20s. How do you think so? he did it? parents helping him out maybe parents for sure yeah yeah,
0: yeah yeah. but he had three
1: he had three Ugh. yeah so three he was rental offering properties in yeah.
0: your 20s by the time you're in your early 40s where i know for these guys sounds like forever mm-hmm. um my gosh you're set yeah you're agreeing too ruben 100 but you now also have not student rent, but rental properties
2: yeah uh, one of my biggest regrets was selling those homes if i had them now i mean, uh, yeah
1: again,
0: but we they were, all have those regrets yeah. speak closer into oh, them a little yeah you can
2: pull the mic like this okay. is on a bendable
0: kind of arm. there we go yeah there well <laughs> Uh, but okay, that was one of your biggest regrets, eh?
2: Yeah, definitely. One of the biggest regrets is selling, not holding on to more yeah. property,
0: right? Yeah, We all have that regret, though. Yeah. So, right.
2: okay, so how did you uh, meet Mike? Mike stole your what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <His heart. laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
2: <geez. laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you, grew, you guys grew up in Toronto. We did. Yeah, it was like St Clair and Runnymede. Uh, Runnymede. Okay. Yeah. St Clair and Runnymede. Rough Italian roughly, yeah.
0: air. R- port- Uh, a mix Mix. it was definitely a mix that'd be like the late 1970s you know you guys are born in the early 70s but we're talking early
2: 1980s growing up in that area yeah yeah I think I was like 13 or 14 yeah okay Ruben
1: lived two blocks away I lived on the street of uh, Canada Packers yeah. So oh, okay. The odd yeah, I know exactly. Our cow would let loose. And yeah. Back in the day, that's when the cops would just come out. That's up funny and that uh, you shoot it in the head in front of the kids in the <laughs> playground. It was crazy. Can you imagine <laughs> that happened now? Oh, there would be never. a social <laughs> oh, uproar yeah, for of sure. how we didn't take care of the cows back yeah. then. Yeah. They yeah. just take yeah. yeah. their cow out in the middle yeah. of the
0: street. Who cares how many kids saw it? That's yeah. funny you say that because our father, when he immigrated to Canada, uh, worked at Canada Packers. They would skin the animals. Right. And he would take the, the I guess, the bloody skin or whatever and pack it up into something else. And he said if he had a choice at that moment, because he just got to Canada, got that job he would have went back oh but he had, didn't have enough money to go back so he was stuck in Imagine canada
1: doing that in weather like today
0: oh and but uh smells. okay yeah. so you grew up there yep. and then what you two blocks away okay and yeah. then you you met him because he stole well no
2: i somebody uh, some of my bike got stolen i got this brand new and i still remember and you were mr bmx with was, all your tricks i was yeah and somebody said i think i know who took it and then they wait
0: before we get into the, I, I just got to share with you. I'm working at Oracle. I'm like 28 years old at this point. And there's a new person who comes in by the name of Ruben Furtado. And he knows all this stuff about this internet architecture stuff, which I actually don't know if that time you knew or I knew or who knew what. But anyway, you were the man, you were a sales manager there. And uh, we, uh, I was on his sales team at one point. And uh, Ruben's like, Guys, you know what? I have some bad news. I know the Canadian Thanksgiving's coming up, but it's not an American uh, holiday on the Canadian Thanksgiving. So we have to work on this uh, on this holiday. But as a treat for you guys coming into work, I'm gonna bring in my BMX bike.
2: <laughs> the Falcon. I'll do tra- Were you not Falcon. excited? Were you, not, a- I don't
0: were you know, not You were my manager. I had to probably <laughs> pretend I was excited. Uh, and then said and I used to be known as the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> and I will bunny hop if you guys Lie down in the parking lot. Oh I will goodness. bunny hop over you guys. Yeah. So yeah. we're here working. I'm telling Carol at this point, you yeah, know, I gotta go to work on the Canadian Thanksgiving. But you know, it's not too bad. My manager's gonna bring in his uh, BMX bike and he's gonna bunny hop over yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So on the Canadian Thanksgiving, how many of us lay down in a row? I don't remember. The par- it was a I don't lot oh, And you, interest. the Falcone, <laughs> aka Ruben Furtado <laughs> came cycling down. He's yeah. getting serious, right? <laughs> Hey. 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 hey, you know, so. Uh, you, Aiden, you remember the story? Yeah. <laughs> and then he jumped over us. And I was just probably doing this. I'm not even that really. I'm doing the sign of the cross. Sorry. I'm praying. Did you
1: put your best sales guys in the front and the worst at the back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I but that I was remember, those it, were good but times. at my prime, I remember
2: like doing 11 people. Wow. Yeah, it was. I was in. I was in Portugal. My dad actually, because we go visit Portugal all the time. He actually put a bunch of stuff in a container. Took one of my bikes. Put it in a container when I went there. There's this big festival and uh so they basically some people saw me that's where the name falcon came from okay oh, because from, i was at a coffee shop like a local coffee am shop am i saying it incorrectly i think no, it was the, the falcon yeah it was falcon but in portuguese oh, yeah, yeah. And so. so and then the whole thing is so i was like 15 years old and then these like older fishermen saw me and they're all lying down for me to like bunny hop over them the old fishermen yeah, yeah in yeah. portugal Yeah 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 and then they're like one of the guys has The Falcon, because like the falcon, because I can fly. Who who does that in Europe at that time anyway? So yeah, so at one of those uh, festivals, I did 11 people, and I tell my kids this story, and they don't believe me that I could bunny hop 11 people, and I was called the falcon and everything like that. So then now we're like fast forward, whatever, 25 years, 'Cause didn't you win something at CNE or didn't you I didn't. It was um it was a North American competition and I took first place. And nobody ever thought I would because I, I did not look the part or dress the part. Everybody had all the swag and everything like that. But you had a cape and with said no <laughs>
1: falcon. <laughs> <laughs> One of those wrestling masks. Those Mexican no, wrestling dude. masks.
0: I, like, Who's that? Dude, I, I was of falcone. Falcon.
1: <laughs> like every,
2: you know I already had that. like like anybody who was like into skateboarding or BMXing, they had like the bands and everything like that. Oh, God. I think I was wearing dress shoes. Man, it was like I it was, it. I was you were sad. helping.
0: You in, in all seriousness, you were helping your dad at the furniture yeah,
2: store. Yeah, I was, and, and that goes back to how I, when I met him, I wasn't like cool or anything like that. Like, a, I was like the nerdy kid that when girls would actually like if they got upset at each other and like, oh, you're this, you're that, and they're like, yeah, well, Ruben likes you. That's what so I grew up <laughs> to. Yeah. That was the biggest insult you oh can get. God. That's what I grew up to. So the so the funny thing <laughs> is, I, yeah,
1: that's all funny, eh? Oh my
2: god, that, is, go. funny. that is funny. That is funny. So <laughs> then, so imagine this. Does I'm Lori
1: like, realize the prize she's got? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so watch this. So here I am now, right at like 13 14 years old. I'm working my butt off, like, with my dad, and my dad gets me this, like, you know, he's like, you work really hard, I get you this bike. And I get this beautiful, like, uh, uh, what was it? It was, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the green, but it was, like, this green uh, Norco. And it wasn't even a really nice bike, but it was, like, for me, it was, like, the best bike in the whole world. And I literally only had it for a couple of weeks, and poof, it's gone. Somebody just stole it out of the front of my house, right where it was a garage. And we knew that there was another guy, a really cool, but kind of a guy you wouldn't mess with that freestyle that b- too and then somebody's like yeah I think he took it
0: so you guys didn't know each other no I didn't know him right and, it was, it and remember was,
2: he's a couple of years older I'm really a timid kind of guy and this like it's like, funny because
0: you don't strike me as a timid kind of guy no anymore. not now
2: right uh, he was okay. okay, so did you, did he wouldn't dare take that. my bike now. <laughs> 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 but what So I get my Dude, biggest. We're gonna have
0: to get you a cape, made yeah, yeah. Now yeah, <laughs> that's just yeah, the Falcon yeah. on it. So check this out.
2: I get the 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 biggest friend that I have. Like this guy's a monster, right? And I I tell him I'm like, listen, I need your help because I think this guy took my bike. So he approaches Mike and accuses Mike of taking. How old my bike. you guys are? Like thirteen, fourteen. 15. I'm maybe 12, 13, 12, okay. Yeah. Because okay. this is this is just. Uh, actually, no, probably like 14, so like 1984, 85,
1: like 34 years ago. That's how long yeah. we've known each yeah. other. So, Crazy. Okay. So he yeah.
0: approaches Mike and what does Mike say?
1: Not much. It was a bad tactic
0: on their behalf. <laughs> Cause you yeah. weren't scared. No, no. <laughs> Mike wasn't scared of <laughs> anything. Yeah. Mike,
2: scared Mike has never anything. been scared yeah, yeah, of anything. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so true. So, and I realized it wasn't Mike that stole. We found yeah. out who yeah. stole it and the guy actually I ended mean, up painting me. it purple. Yeah. So when I got it back, I got it back in this shitty purple
0: color. So you did, you went to the guy and just stole it back kind of thing not me had someone else? Okay. Yeah. But then, so Mike said, "Hey, it wasn't me." And then Mike, what did you think of the? Like, is that when I you guys I
1: became said, friends? I'd even, I, 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 knew I think you they, helped they me with the new guys. Yeah, I so think I'm he's the, the one that told me who this, took it. Who took
2: it though? Yeah, he helped us find. We've it. He's always had that. In yeah, it's just a good guy. Yeah. yeah, but you wouldn't think that when you meet him the
1: first time. But these guys were so small. They worked back back so then, hard man, at the dad. Great nine and
0: ten. I was a massive geek. Mike would have just punched me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. He used to drive like with like a fist, like on the top of the steering wheel. Yeah. Leaned all the way back. Yeah. 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 I yeah, scared. Yeah, I was scared. That was a different was like, type of coolness. Yeah, and was, I had no
2: coolness. Uh, you know what? My I grade had no nine urban was? culture. I would get. He off was Mister bu- Urban Culture back yeah. then.
0: In grade nine, I would oh. get off the bus mm-hmm. and run to the library because they only released like eight hall passes to use the library at lunch, and <laughs> right. I wanted to make sure I got one of the library yeah. passes.
1: You were a bigger nerd than me awesome. Yeah, and no, that was pretty <laughs> big. I just remember these guys work so hard at such a young age, <laughs> moving furniture. You guys are like uh-huh. 14, 15, you and your brother. I remember one time your brother, you and your brother were delivering furniture, and your for your brother just wanted to hurry up. And he, ra- I don't know if you remember this, yeah. he ran outside a building from the elevator, ran out the lobby, missed the door, went through a plate glass window smashed God. his face oh. cut his mouth, cut his like mouth. literally
2: oh, all down the side so when he opened his mouth it opened like basically, basically, basically like a inch. double mouth yeah
1: didn't realize how bad it was till he went to the elevator and opened his mouth to see how, yeah how and bad he's looked. but
2: here's the worst part about all of that even and remember we're young he's like 16 i'm 15 and when that happened you would think hey listen we got to stop no because we weren't using the service elevator no we got to move all this stuff before we leave because we didn't want to get so in trouble working so we kept on working because you're right? scared of your dad no uh i don't think it was about security to dad we just we just knew it had to get done and we didn't want to create any liability for for us as a family right it wasn't so much i don't think my dad would have given us crap or anything like that but yeah it was just that was the mentality get it done right Then so. from
1: there i would get reuben a few jobs <laughs> we Worked in a bubblegum factory <laughs> together jobs, oh we worked together yeah. yeah i didn't know you guys worked in oh a yeah hub. i, I know, know you guys were security guards no. was that that together show? That was yeah, yeah, You got me Bob that job Burnham, too. Yeah, you got me a yeah. bunch yeah. of jobs. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the
1: Factory was the best.
2: <laughs> and at the fur at Hudson's <laughs> Bay taking those pelts of fur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pelts of fur. That was weird. Yeah, yeah, we'd
1: throw furs onto a table. Yeah, it smells Guys terrible. would run their hands across the, the fur, fur to buy the furs. Yeah. Right. So based on that, it was like farm, a fur auction. No, these were buyers to. buy. Make like coats and stuff. So these were specific Dude, farms, it right? It feels like you guys grew up in the 1870s oh, yeah. or something. We worked oh, for the horrible. Hudson's Bay yeah. Company yeah. and put pelts yeah. of fur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we no, it was it was it was bad work. But yeah. We'd throw these pelts of fur on a table, and then what we would consider uh, <laughs> I don't know who would consider these people, but this guy would come by, and then he would run his hand across the fur and tell us next. And yeah. we just keep loading these, and they're they're heavy pelts, right? Yeah. And then he would give us these seven digit codes do you remember this we would have to run back and there's just stacks upon stacks of these furs where we'd have to find that particular pelt kind of
2: what i do remember yeah tell me if you remember this one Mm. so i remember all of a sudden we get another job and this is where i knew that because i I was a sales guy even at the age of 12 because my dad had like a furniture store and i i knew i could sell right um and mike was just a really he was, he was one of these guys that was very goal-oriented. It didn't matter what it was, whether it be in sports or whether you were, like, spitting in a garbage can, right? He was going to win. He was going to win. Yeah. So, but then we got this job where we're actually turning around and we're having to make cold calls to set up appointments for blinds, right? So, we're literally picking up phone books, going through phone books, and we're, like, it was a retail place, and it was this, like, up-in-the-attic kind of thing two desks that they put out in a corner after they closed it was like dim lighting you were calling it dinner time or something Yeah, so yeah, we were okay. calling it dinner time and it was like it, it's the thing you would hate to do the most but i'm like i got this so we're going to compete against another who's going to set up the most appointments and like literally he was beating me and i didn't know how he was doing it like and that I, t- to me to that day it, i knew that whatever he put his mind to right whether it be um whether it be sports or because you thought you were so
0: good for someone to beat you must be great
2: that's something that i'm really good at yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) that's cool yeah so yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so uh and then my path with mike uh carol and i were laughing about this hard the other day because you called me up so we met at oracle you became my manager um it got me into sales and that whole bit and then we were flipping a property together in oakville and uh, you mentioned there was going to be one of your friends who was moving from Toronto to Oakville and he just wanted to cut the grass to get the experience of doing a flip or hanging out with people who are flipping a property. Do you remember that? I do, my, I don't remember, do you remember details. Did you cut the grass? Yeah. yeah I never yeah, saw yeah. you. Yeah. Like I never saw nope, you through that whole experience. Yep. So, and I was like, okay, this sounds like incredible. Like who does this? And then six months later you called me or three months oh, later. Oh, by the
2: way, I got to stop you right there. Remember that house? Yeah. It was, a, it was on a street, Castlebrook. Yeah, yeah, with the hot water tank. Remember what we bought that for? 480 Yeah, so I just went through the same house, which is crazy. Yeah, how much? Like, uh, $1,580. No, actually, $1,800,000, because they did a rental to it. Remember, so you remember eight- you said you, were, yeah. you regretted selling yeah. those other properties? Yeah. <laughs> Why <laughs> did
0: you tell me to sell that property? Yeah.
2: <laughs> You want it to sell. No, you're not my you friend. Were, you are getting not scared. My you owe me a million dollars. You owe me a million
0: dollars. <laughs> you owe me $5,000 for those blinds I put uh, in my I first know, family yeah, home remember, and now a million dollars on this property. But that's we'll crazy.
2: By the way, I think it was overpriced, but $1.8 And we bought it at 400 and 480. 480. $480. We listed it for sale for like right. 600 Yeah. By the way, $1.8 million. The reason why I said one five. that's what I think it's probably worth, One five, one six. But it was listed at $1.8 Just that's insane. Yeah. Sorry. You know what? And we talk
0: to people now. You just started whispering, by the way. I know. uh, But uh, um, but that's why we tell everyone all the time. Just if you don't have to sell assets, Mm -hmm. you know, like people ask us all the time, like I inherited a property because my parents like someone passed away in the family. And we just want to sell it for emotional reasons. It has memories. And, mm. and I'm like, okay, I can understand that. Like, I really can understand that. But I just know from experience, you're not going to take all that money and plow it back into more hard assets. You're going to buy a, a family car mm-hmm. and you're going to take some of the money and try to reinvest it. Just keep the asset. Mm-hmm. Financially, just always keep the asset. Like, I just strongly believe that. Yeah. On every time we've... How many times have we had these talks? It's like, why didn't we sell that property again? Mm-hmm. Nick and I were just laughing about this the other day. Yeah. Like, we've all left just millions on the table. It doesn't matter. Everyone's mm-hmm. doing well in the whole business. But it's yeah. like looking back, holy smokes. Yeah. But when you, when Mike moved to uh, to Oakville, he was starting to flip, uh, he was buying home, moving in it, and selling it, and After doing a while, that yeah. kind of thing. After I, I a while. rolled Ruben's coattails on. Yeah, that. you were watching yeah. what he was doing, yeah. and I'll just never forget the call because you called me and you said, Hey, I got this friend. I don't think you've ever met him, but he was a guy cutting our grass in this property, and he needs, uh, Uh, he needs this amount of money to close on a home. I'm tied up because I'm flipping like three homes or whatever. You always had like four homes you were flipping at one time Mm -hmm. and can you help him out? And I remember just because it was you and, you know, our friendship, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, how much does he need? And you told me the amount and uh, we cut him the check and Mike paid us back like... In half the time like it was supposed to be for like three months mm-hmm. I think he paid us back with six months and I found it's actually sitting behind Alex right here up There's the checkbook and it's check number one on this new checks book mm-hmm. and I swear it was like for $25,000 like I swear it was for $25,000. I remember telling Carol. Do you remember when we lent Mike? We didn't even know him Ruben called us. and We lent him $25,000. So I stumble into this checkbook Uh, I don't know, six months ago or whatever. And it's weird that it's check number one. Mm -hmm. Like it was just right there. And it says check number one, Michael DeZormo, $2,500. Plus interest, <laughs> so I must have tried to charge him interest or something. I don't know what I did, but I guess back then, and not that two thousand five hundred dollars is not a lot of money, but in our minds now, the way your context yeah. changes, mm-hmm. Carol and I could not believe mm-hmm. that it was that kind of like big of a moment for us to lend a friend twenty five hundred dollars. Like it felt like twenty five thousand dollars at least. Yeah. See how money changes over mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know, like your your context of what you're is capable you're capable of. Because for us at that moment, that was huge. Yeah. Anyway. And then that's when, I don't even know. We, I think you showed up at my front door. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know if yeah. I was home. I think yeah. you passed the check ask, to Carol.
1: Yeah. Ask Ruben where you live. Because I've never for met for your you. bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had never met. No. Yeah. yeah I did notice you. my bike was stolen. <laughs> 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 we'll find the guy. Um, Asked Ruben where he you live. He purple. Just, yeah. Knocked on your door. And yeah, I guess it was Carol. And I said, you don't know me, um, but I'm the gentleman that you lent uh, the money to. Here's uh, the money back. Plus, bottle of wine and interest pretty much. Yeah. It was, Did
0: you pay interest? That's insulting to me now. I,
1: you never asked for it? I wrote, or was it, in that the, I wrote it in the checkbook. But, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's how powers work sometimes. Oh, yeah. Damn. But, uh, yeah, And then to get into that position, uh, it was a tight spot for me. So I had a property I was trying to sell. Because you don't come from a background of money. Yet, no, enough. no. Parents were, you know, pretty well grown up. they were factory workers. They didn't finish high school. I'm an only child. My parents fell on hard times at one point. One, at one point, I didn't have a place to live and what happened there was uh, at one of the malls I was doing security at, mall manager and I were, were you know, fairly, fairly close and uh, one night, no, one morning, sorry, when he walked in, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, like, he's like it looks like you just woke up. And I'm like, uh, "I was a late night at a club, came here uh, late last night, slept over, and uh, I didn't wanna be late. And he's like, seriously, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't got a place to live. And he's like, no problem. Picks up the phone, makes a call. To the people that own that mall, so the deal with them is that they had this house at the southeast corner of Jane and Rutherford that's still there today in the middle of this. Field. Is it it's still, still there? Still there. Yeah. I it's used to see that house going to Canada's Wonderland
0: all the time. Yeah, yeah.
1: So on the north uh, west side, you have Wonderland. Southwest, you have Vaughn Mills. Uh, no, uh, northeast is, uh, uh, I think, hotels now. South east is where this property still in. and I, I took Sarah there. Uh, when she was pregnant with Uriah, actually, for the first time. Your first. Anyways, yeah. So what happened is he called the owners of the mall and said, hey, you need somebody in that house that you have out in the middle of that field. And I got a guy that needs a a roof over his head. So why don't we make this a win-win? So I went over there to take care of this house, which was an abandoned house. Like When I say abandoned, when it rained, it rained inside the house. Like it was bad now that i know all about molds and toxins yeah, and what were living, at your yeah. health, oh my god when, there, I saw, what, when i saw the mold i would just take a you know tea towel and wipe it off off the walls off the ceiling mm-hmm. but yeah it probably was not good for yeah, my health but anyway you guys worried about me drinking coffee yeah that yeah. coffee beans on sale for sure in that house <laughs> <laughs> i was drinking maxwell house at the time if you can believe it or not that yeah i remember coffee. that era Oh yeah, my yeah god. taster's choice yeah, and maxwell oh, house. yeah 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 you guys remember senka Yes, Sanka, uh, whoa. Yeah, so saved up every cent I had. I was doing sometimes triple shifts. I was doing security, then I'd work at, I used to work in sleep medicine as well, go to the St. Mike's Hospital to do that shift and then come right back, do security again. Like, I mean, so 24 you were, you hours past. passed. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd find a place in the mall once in a while. <laughs> but anyways, you wanted to hear about context. So this family that owns that mall um, Did you know
0: the story about Mike? No. Yeah, not at this all.
1: family that owns that mall. Uh, when McLean's comes out with the r- richest people in Canada, they're in the top twenty. Wow. I'll I'll just keep their name private for now because they no longer own that. They sold it to Real Real Can. But anyways, they one of their sons. So it's three brothers, one of their son, Josh, nineteen. He took a liking uh, to me and we were friends. And anyways, nineteenth birthday. This is when Porsche Boxsters just come out. He brings the Boxster to the house uh, uh, to the mall because he got it for his birthday. He's 19, I've never seen a Porsche Boxster ever before. He's like, Mike, look at what my dad bought me.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, which
1: was cool. He's like, do you want to take it out for a ride? I'm like, Josh, it's stick. At that time, I didn't know how to drive stick. I'm like, Josh, I don't know how to drive this. He's like, don't worry, it's okay. Just oh the context, god. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day too. The mall manager, his son one time asked me for a ride home and he lived in Scarborough. This mall was in uh, it was Lawrence and Allen Road. I drove his son home to Scarborough for Lawrence, from Lawrence and Allen Road. I did not have enough gas to get back, but I didn't tell him that. I did not say a word. I'm like, this is the least I can do for this family. This mm-hmm. son needs a ride home. I'm gonna give him a ride home. I drive him home. He had to be about, Aiden, how old are you? 16. 60. i say he's Aiden's, it was Aiden's age at the time, 16 or 17. Anyways, this is when you had cassettes, cassettes mm-hmm. in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets out of the car, I don't know if he looked at the gas gauge i'm gonna say he didn't and he's like look in your cassette closes the door i open up the cassette there was 20 bucks i didn't tell him that i didn't have money Mm -hmm. i didn't tell him the gas was low (laughs) but without that 20 bucks i would not have been able to get home and i was just gonna figure it out right but uh it's funny how the universe works sometimes so anyways saved every penny i had Rode Rubens coattails, came to Oakville because you saw what he was doing Cox buying and selling says. properties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I'm was forever really, grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, because
0: that was the start of your kind of financial success. You're obviously yeah. a good person from day mm-hmm. one. Just and listening I, to Mike.
2: <clears throat> Plus, I made the introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike, sure. Mike so you're welcome. Yeah, you're no, welcome. no, no, yeah, Mike. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks, buddy. I, I, I how much do I owe jobs. you? You say. You keep on telling me how much I owe you, how yeah, much you yeah, owe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, much money yeah. is money? Invaluable <laughs> price. Listen, uh,
0: that was shocking when you walked in that day and we were just starting. Uh, Rockstar wasn't even a brokerage yet. Mm-hmm. We were out of another brokerage and you were just like, yep. hey, I got my real estate license. Mm-hmm. You said you were a member of ours, mm-hmm. which I didn't even yep, know. Yeah, that's right. And That's you funny because
1: you only had probably 20 at the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was a member you know what, too. You know what, it, what? I did. I paid you for a little. Did yeah, I did. Know? I did pay. <laughs> um that's shocking <laughs> like, then you have to cancel to get the a sale be the beans
0: on sale but uh um uh you know why I, I don't think maybe we knew honestly at that time nick and i were so heads down for survival mm-hmm. we were just going through the investors the members who had put their hand up saying i'm ready to buy and mm-hmm. trying to make some sales because right about that time is when i quit my job with Aiden, who was four, uh, Sienna, who was ten months old, Carol at home, and a mortgage on my house, and I think I was just so intensely focused on, you know, working with those investors that if you had not raised your hand saying I'm buying a property right now, mm-hmm. it really wasn't of our focus. And I don't know if that's good or bad to say, but that's kind of the reality of how we began the business, mm-hmm. you know. But I remember when you walked in and you said you wanted to. Uh, you know work with us and i walked to uh to the back to nick and just said there's this guy here i barely know him but i remember him. he's a good guy because he cut our grass on a flip before and uh and nick's like really and do you think we should like work with him and he should work with us i said yeah and that was it mm-hmm. it was literally because of those kind of quote unquote good deeds that you had done it just showed me the kind of person you were and i didn't even need mm. any more Like there was no interview to take Mm -hmm. place. It was just like you showed your character.
1: Yeah. Well, in going back and why I got the real estate bug is that family that owned that mall, it all started off. Regardless of where anybody is today, if they inherited that, somebody from the beginning took that small step. Totally. Like just richness didn't drop into their lap. It was their mom. So this mom started selling fruits and vegetables out of the back of her truck. Now she moves the majority of the produce out of Western food terminal that led into real estate that led into commercial properties It led into one of the richest families in Canada. Crazy. So because of that, that's what gave me the real estate bug and now more than ever, because we've been doing this for 10 years, I'm getting investors who have multiple millions of dollars of equity just reaching out, just saying, thanks. And Hey, here's my portfolio. Wow, you man. Know, like, what a story, Mike, you know, yeah, it's so just, no, no, but, uh, but and I don't say that to impress. It's just what real estate has afforded all of us. Like there's, totally. you, you can't work harder to get to where these people are. You cannot, you can, there's not enough hours in the day to get this type of wealth. People could be rich. There's a difference between rich and wealth. Wealth I feel is these assets that you're not having to work for. you you put in a little bit of work but not compared to the amount of work that you would have to do hard labor to make that kind of income it's just not possible it's not 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 enough hours in the day to do that i don't care if you're a dentist a doctor you're not making the type of returns that some people are making in real estate and and those people are clearly not working as hard as those doctors and dentists are and it's unfortunate because those doctors and dentists something could happen and you know hopefully you know you know there, there is a time. Agreed. you the, something. They're the sole generator of the exactly. income. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it happens all the time with sport ath- uh, athletes, right? You know, they're they're making the big money while while they're in their sport, but uh, if, if they're not investing smart,
0: C- Mike, just to, your story is just mm-hmm. crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't share that kind of stuff too often, so mm-hmm. it's just crazy to hear again. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't even know where we go for, uh, from there. <laughs> Back well, to rent the demand demand. is huge, rent yeah. demand is huge, yeah. How do you feel now? Because now you're yeah. a landlord yeah. renting out properties right, to tenants because right, yeah. you have multiple yeah, income yeah. properties. Does that feel right. like you've come full circle? I think in the
1: beginning, yeah, it felt a little weird. Weird, and yeah. now, it's, yeah. now it's normal. Now it's normal. I've helped investors do hundreds and hundreds yeah. of these, um, you know, I honestly feel in Southern Ontario, our investors have the top tier properties that we're offering as rentals. We're giving good families good homes, good roofs over their heads, and we as investors are getting that.
0: good homes in good areas. Yeah, 100%. So it's a hundred exactly. percent. You win oh, on both sides. Goodness.
1: Absolutely. You, you know, we had one investor close Friday, last Friday, show Saturday. There was so m- this was a triplex in Kitchener. So many people came to the house that this one couple pulled him outside to the the deck and said, "I don't want to lose this house. I see everybody here." What's your email address? And he e-transferred a $1,000 deposit on the spot. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) That's crazy.
1: Before we couldn't do that, right? We it's either they had a check or had cash in hand. You or had to we're see if the waiting. check cleared. We to follow yeah, up. Yeah. Exactly. Now you, it's like you, draw, you, really you follow dress? somebody Boom. to the bank while they yeah, go yeah, to the yeah, ATM yeah. machine. And that was a good investor, right? That like was someone just wait, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the 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 demand is uh, more than ever right now with renters and, and good people too. That that particular couple was a husband and wife that worked at Toyota.
0: I still feel like we are so blessed to be able to buy good properties in good areas mm-hmm. here and. Uh, I just think with the amount of immigration that we get, the relatively strong income that we have in Southern Ontario compared to the rest of North America, I mean, we're in a unique place. You know, Nick, when I, somebody, we're speaking at a conference in the fall in Chicago about, you know, building a business and using some uh, strategies to build a business. And they were writing a bit of a bio for us. And they said, you know, we kind of like estimated, yeah, have you helped investors with about like $350 million in real estate? And Nick and, and Nick and I, we ne- we don't talk about that too often, but as a group, Mike, just you yourself yeah. are probably over $350 million. We added mm-hmm. it up on in purely investor stuff, never mind all the other real estate <laughs> that we've put through this brokerage. Just investor stuff at a minimum is about $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you believe that? Yeah from us starting out with nothing no brokerage and I'm not trying to say that in any sort of arrogant way I mean I when I say can you believe that I mean can you believe we actually pulled it off <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah like all yeah. the stuff you've been through mm-hmm. Nick's been through I've been through Ruben that you've been through and then for us three cuz even though Rockstar prim- primarily works with investors you've been naturally a good fit here because you work with a lot of investors who right. do a lot of higher end kind of flips, but you also work with some higher end luxury real estate and mm-hmm. really creating a name for yourself mm-hmm. in this area for that stuff. And somehow we've all kind of come together. It's been a blessing. Now this is sounding like we have to hug it out or something, so we've <laughs> we got to change the subject. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, I think we got to lighten the mood up and go back to the Falcons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was I wa-
0: I wa- wanted to uh, – uh, um, Mike, you, you – uh, what do you think you're going to tell your kids? Like, what do you think, you know, about school and like, are your kids going to get a rental mm. property as soon as they possibly can? Or yeah. like, have you thought about that? They're young. Your kids yeah. are young right now. But do you think about that stuff? Uh,
1: so I absolutely do. Um, the two most recent properties that we did buy, we bought for our, our son. So um, cool. our one son has uh, a single family home that we turned into a legal duplex. And then our newest son has a student rental. They awesome. obviously don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's not even two years. The other one's only two months old. Oh but my uh, God. those are their properties. Um, but yeah, I would want them to continue the legacy for sure. Yeah, it's cool. Um, because, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about it the other day where I want to be a grandfather and sit in the chair and watch not only my sons and know they're taken care of. I want to know that their children's taken care of. Wow! And that's from their granddad. They don't have to know that, but I know it. And that's all I want to know.
0: Yeah, you're a good guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you were talking about that family uh, that sold out to Rio Can and mm -hmm. how how the mom started selling. Yeah. They bought properties. Someone described to me once that when you see businesses at the side of the highway and you see big factories or you see somebody who owns a bunch of student rental properties and you see their properties, the way to look at it as those buildings are relics of people's dreams.
1: With one small step.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a quote somewhere, I guess. Yeah. I don't know who to attribute that quote to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're relics of someone's dreams mm-hmm. with one. Is that part of the quote? or No, something? no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, like, you just added that in. I'd live that in. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's a great quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, these are rel- the, like when you go to the side of the yeah, highway yeah. and you see these things. Somebody had that dream yeah. to start that business and build that building, build that factory. When I drive Aiden sometimes to uh, his his soccer practice, I look at these big monster factories on the four hundred seven, mm-hmm. and I just think about. It, I'm like, who is the guy who started that business? Because yeah. some of these businesses are like family run business that eventually sold out. Yeah. That thought, I'm going to build this monster factory, mm-hmm. and these are huge buildings, right? Yeah. And uh, like what kind of dream, What was the size of that person's dream to pull that kind of thing off. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed by it.
1: Yeah. So. And, and you know what? And that person probably heard, you're going to lose money. You're crazy. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. 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 Until they have that big factory that yeah. it was. You were lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Timed it. Timed right? it right. <laughs> You'll probably still lose money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, nobody thanks you and, and, and gives you credit for that hard work. No one. Unless it's your closest friends, no right? And
0: then even though mm-hmm. between your closest friends, sometimes we give each other a hard time, but we mean the best totally. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, but yeah, it just goes back to those people took a small step. And yeah. It was just the, the time in this, this, this business that we're doing. It's the time in, not the timing. Yeah, yeah. 25 years from now, when my kids are 25, if I don't pull equity from those properties, those properties are paid off. What are those properties worth in 25 years from now? What do you think got you? Alex and I were talking about this
0: earlier. What do you think got you to the point of actually taking action? Because was it you saw your friend, Ruben, mm-hmm. who was already f- flipping properties? Yeah. It, like, what got you to? actually take the action. Because yeah, it would have been happens. easy just to yeah. say, all the cards are stacked against me in life, yeah. I don't have a place, <laughs> and uh, you know, life isn't fair, never, and screw this. Never like, seen it that way, ever, are you? Ever. Do you think it's hard- yeah. hardwiring? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's tough for me to hear your story and think mm-hmm. that you are a product of your environment.
2: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I do
0: believe we're products of our right. environment, like that's a, just kind of a standard belief yeah. I've always had. Right. But then you hear Mike's story, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well what, what environment really did he have to to say okay yeah i'm gonna kind of do this like it it was obviously following his good friend and seeing these footsteps
1: a game-changing book for me growing up was awaken the giant by tony robbins that you said that before game changer yeah so i think we've all been inspired by tony robbins (laughs) we traded personal power to tapes back and forth forever yeah so if you don't have those types of people around you you need to get that information into your head and that's one of the best ways definitely books and then uh Just do, I think it happens here at the brokerage as well. If somebody just pulls the first step and gets that first property, it snowballs from there. It's just doing that first property. So with the help of Ruben doing that first one, that was it. Like I just knew this is what I wanna continue doing. And it's just, again, I didn't know wealthy people growing up. I heard of these wealthy people (laughs) and these wealthy people, the common denominator was always real estate. Whether it was an auto mechanic that operated out of, you know, a garage that then bought that garage, that then bought that plaza, or, you know, it's just always the common denominator with these people was they owned real estate.
2: Yeah, I think when evaluating whether to take action or not, it's always looking at, it's not what, if I do this, what will I gain? It's if I don't do this, right, if I don't do this, What am I missing out on, right? So maybe, you know, that investment is not going to yield the profit that you wanted. Maybe you're going to break even. Maybe you're going to lose a bit of money. But based on that experience, what are the other opportunities down the road will you never have access to, will you never know about? So every property that we bought, I looked at, I'm like, what is my worst case? What is my liability, right? And because the margins were already there to begin with, I knew that if I had to, I can get out with very little risk. And once I've already made um, on uh, on the first few properties, once I had that buffer, you're now up. You're like playing with the casino's money, right? So it just became easier. And I think that's why the wealthy get wealthy very quickly. It starts to escalate very quick, right? But I think for anybody getting those in. those habits compound. Yeah, and then your risk tolerance, your risk muscle grows, right? Um, so, but I still think everybody in the very beginning, they're always looking like, Yes, they get motivated about the potential that's there. But to me, that is not enough because there's so it's it's everything beyond that, that they don't even realize. Right. And I think when they see if they can understand that, then they'll say and then they understand that the liability, what that is, and worst case, the trade off then it just makes that decision easier, right? And then having the right people around you and guiding you to mitigate that risk, right? I
0: also think there's some part of it is the the person you become in the process of building some wealth in your life, done the right way, really turns you into, I I feel a good good person. Mike, you helped somebody out. I'm not going to mention any names that was kind of um, um, gone down uh, maybe – the victim path Mm -hmm. of always thinking life wasn't fair to them and there was more money to be made somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. you stepped up into their life and said, Hey, listen, you got to step up and own the situation and you have to be the person who does the right thing all the time. And when you do the right thing in life, life starts working to your advantage. And I don't think you said it in those words, but... I, I also think, Ruben, to your point, that like it's interesting to see you evolve as a person when mm-hmm. you're building your wealth too because you realize that like when you're younger, you're just thinking, or at least I was like, can I throw up a website and get like a million clicks on this website and make some quick money and run? Mm-hmm. And when you think short-term, you really, the money doesn't, it's not attracted to you. You know mm-hmm. how we've always heard about the attraction of mm-hmm. money? Like I never yeah. understood it, but when you think long-term and offer value to people, all of a sudden, the money starts. When you serve other people, the money starts coming to you. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I know I'm being a yeah. bit vague here, but uh, just doing, no, doing doing the, the right thing. thing. Sure. Yeah, I
2: think that's so important. Like every time I'm doing a deal, right, and even if I'm representing the seller or representing the buyer, it's still important to me that it's a good deal for both people, right? Uh, because at the end, if you're if you're taking advantage of a situation, it's going to come back to you. It's a small world. I can't tell you how many people I cross paths with multiple times in a very short period, right? So uh, uh, to that point, uh, when you talk about like, uh, you know, being a good person, about karma. But I also think in business that that, uh, don't look at it as a transaction. Look at it as an opportunity to develop a relationship. And there's two parties there. And and you want to make sure that both people's interests are looked after. Yeah, there's
1: just basically no right way to do the wrong thing. And going back to relationships, like you're one of the best persons for creating equity out of like relationships. Like you're very, very you do that really well.
0: I remember when I was younger, I'd always read about integrity and I can never understand it. I'm like, what? I don't understand. Like I want to have good integrity, I don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember watching a video of a football coach, a Notre Dame winning football coach Mm -hmm. at Oracle. Yeah. It was a sales manager. And then it was uh, this guy said he taught his team these three principles, which are the three principles that we've slightly altered, but are the defining principles of what we always talk about here at Rockstar. came from that video that that sales manager showed us. Remind me. And it was number one was always do the right thing. Yeah. Number two, treat others as you would treat yourself. Number three, always give 100%. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow, like those are principles. And if you follow those principles, you stay in personal integrity. Because if Mm -hmm. you live your life and those are the defining principles of how you're going to live. And then if you follow those principles, you are in integrity with yourself. Mm -hmm. And ever since that moment, it was so clear to me that that's how I wanted to live. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it was like always do the right thing. And here at Rockstar, that's all. And not that we're perfect by any means, but that's how, you know, you know that that's what we always talk about. Mm -hmm. Number one. Do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. we don't have like a motto. I mean, we have this "your life, your terms" kind of message. Yeah, that is the big fun goal to all be, and mm-hmm. we're, we're we 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 mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, but behind the scenes, there's these principles, and uh, it kind of serves us well. We're we're going all over the place. Uh, you know, we could talk about this stuff I think forever now. But mm-hmm. I I I want I do want to lighten the mood just a, mm-hmm. a little bit here. When is he coming back to the gym? <laughs>
1: When he coming back? Because he goes to a fitness
0: center right now. You go to a health center right now. Listen, I do admire that you do yoga and stuff. I'm the stiffest person Uh ever. I can't touch my toes.
2: I have to go to yoga. Uh, But uh, are you ever going to come to the gym? I I am. It's harder now because I told you I'm going with Dante, and I I have that as a routine. And to the health center. Yeah. Bicep curls. Yeah, with a bad coffee.
1: With yeah. the bad
0: coffee, <laughs> <laughs> The gym we go to is more like, Aiden was at the gym where went, actually, Alex's dad goes to the gym that we yeah, go to. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, yeah, we go to like a proper gym where you do like deadlifts and squats and pull-ups and stuff. And you I run and you I row. Did, I do all that stuff. It sounds scary when I say it now, but anyone listening to this, you can start at that kind of gym at any level, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's fun.
2: Yeah. It's fun. I, know, I, I was there with you guys. I know. I know, I know but you fun. gave
0: up. I got injured. Yeah. Was that what it was? It was. What was the injury again? But not from the gym. It was uh, yeah, no, it we be clear. yeah, it wasn't yeah, it from was, the chair It wasn't I think it was waxing your car or something yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I, you know what? Uh, it was the clothes setting up the store, wasn't it? Oh yeah. The No, bicep? Th- no that, that was the that, second.
2: that basically uh, made it flare up again. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I that made I, it flare up. I don't know what
0: the injury was. I don't either. remember
2: what the injury was, but I know that I had an injury and then uh then I took some time off and then after that you guys were so far ahead in terms of like uh, and I just didn't yeah, want to come yeah yeah
0: it's whoa, incremental whoa, whoa, whoa. gains yeah yeah we'll talk yeah. about to, this we got to gotta pick up on this
1: on yeah, this on this. But, but to finish off yeah on, on real estate I, uh, just a lighter note it's it's a level playing field for everyone we've all come from different backgrounds and and, and scenarios in life totally. right and the same with the investors the nice thing about the market of real estate it doesn't care about your gender it doesn't mm-hmm. care if you're black you're white mm-hmm. it doesn't matter we're all on a level playing field as long as you have the right support and team behind you. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do this. Totally,
0: that's yeah. the most important thing. The yeah. team. Yeah.
1: Cool. No matter where we'll leave you're it there, from. guys.
0: Anything else? We'll leave it there. Yeah, it's good. Awesome, that's guys. Fun. Thanks for sitting down, chatting, man. Awesome. That was a, that was a lot of fun. Cool. All awesome. Right. Hey, everyone. It's Tom Kraus. So hopefully, you enjoyed that show. We obviously had some good laughs, and we got a little maybe deep and uh, all a bit more serious towards the end of the uh, at the end of the chat. That's what it felt like, anyway. Um, if you're listening to this and you want real estate specific information, you can go to RockStarInnerCircle.com. Um, It's the one website that we have that has links out to everything. Our articles, our videos, free copies of our books. Uh, You can register for our classes there if you want to come out and meet us and chat us and talk about real estate. So anything, pretty much everything we're up to is available at rockstarinnercircle.com. We're right in the middle of the summer as we're releasing these episodes. We have a couple episodes coming out in the summer. We we are probably in the summer going to take a couple week break from the podcast. I am taking some uh, portable equipment with me to Croatia. So maybe on the Adriatic, uh, Adriatic Coast we'll have a some wine and espressos with myself and Nick and chat about some Canadian real estate stuff. We'll see how that goes. Um, but hopefully you're enjoying this as much as we are. If you haven't had a chance to give us feedback on iTunes, um, and you feel like we've earned it, please do so. We love getting that feedback on iTunes. If you, uh, can leave us some feedback about the podcast, that would be fantastic. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Um, we'll leave it at that until next time. Your life, your terms.